At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Bring it Every rival. Every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL Schedule Release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is a look at here on Visa and the Sports Bank Network. And it's Greg Peterson filling in for Scott Seidenberg tonight. And... Got tremendous three hours coming up for you as a little bit of everything is right now going on in the sports world. We're going to be taking a look at what to expect from the upcoming NFL season in hour number two. We're going to have Pam Maldonado does a great job with Yahoo Sports there. Here in hour number one, we wound up seeing a very pivotal game three, and we wound up seeing the Lightning or the Lightning wind up taking game five, I should say. They're now up three to two. We're going to be talking to Rob Pizzola about that in about 15 minutes. Co-founder of Bet Stamp does a terrific job out there on the East Coast, so we're going to be having some fun there. Also going to be talking about what to expect in Game 4 of the NBA Finals as NHL and NBA both coming to a fever pitch, so who better to call in than Aaron Renning in our number 2, and then our number 3. We've got some big fights that are coming up this weekend, so we're going to have Dan Vreeland joining me to be able to take a look at that, so we've got a little bit of everything coming up on the show tonight. We wound up seeing some NHL action tonight. Last night, we wound up seeing the NBA, and we wound up seeing the Golden State Warriors not be able to pull it out in the fourth quarter after a very big third quarter, so we've got a lot to take a look at there. We've got a lot to take a look at when it comes to the MLB card as well, so we're going to get you guys all settled in, and we're going to get things all squared away, but got to take a look at what I thought was the biggest thing of the night that we wound up seeing on Thursday. That was the Lightning being able to pull away in Game Five against the New York Rangers being able to get it done three to one. And I felt like the best two teams in the NHL this season were the Lightning and the Colorado Avalanche. And it looks like they're going to be on a collision course unless if we do wind up seeing the Rangers being able to pull things out. And we're going to be talking to Rob about this in about 15 or so minutes. But that said, what I really think was the big difference in this game and has really been the difference in the Lightning's last three wins is that You've just had Igor Shashankin wind up taking just a little bit too much water in general and that the Lightning are getting more shots on goal than the New York Rangers. In Game 5, it was a little bit more even. You wind up seeing Andre Vasilevsky have to make 24 saves. You wind up having Shashankin. He wound up taking just one more shot than Vasilevsky. But if you go back to what we wind up seeing in Game 4, the Rangers needed him to try to make 52 saves. He was only able to make 49 of them and... I think that that is something to really take a look at moving forward. Maybe just the opportunities in general that the Lightning have gotten in this series. They're starting to build up on the Rangers, and I do think that that is going to be a little bit of an issue for them moving forward. And on top of that, when it comes to the Lightning, I think that there is just a little bit of something about a team that has won a title before. And I mean, we all remember the sack going into this 
Rangers versus Lightning series in that the Lightning had won, I believe it was 17 or 18 straight games after losing a game in the postseason. That wanted coming to an end, but ever since then, we've seen three straight wins for this for this Tampa Bay Lightning bunch. It's been really interesting to take a look at the series in general, too, because total landed on approximately five in games two, three, and four tonight. We wind up seeing just four goals wind up getting netted, so the under has been very hot in this series. And, and you do have two of the best goalies in the NHL currently taking center stage. Certainly has been a case of which Lightning, it just feels like they've got a little bit more depth in their lines in general, but it certainly sets up to be a fascinating scenario. And if you take a look at DraftKings right now, they believe that it's going to be very, very difficult moving forward for the Rangers to be able to come back in this series. And I would say that if you like the Rangers to be able to come back, I would probably just do a money line rollover in two games to try to be able to isolate that because right now we are seeing in terms of the series price, the Lightning at minus $5, the Rangers at plus 400. If you take a look at the Rangers right now, you're finding them at a plus 155 on the money line. If you wind up just putting down your standard one unit on the Rangers, they wind up winning and you think that they're going to win the series, you're going to get a little bit of a better payout if you wind up doing it that way because you've got to think that Game 7 would be a relative pickup. Maybe you wind up seeing the Rangers as a little bit of a favorite depending upon how that game winds up going, but certainly I think that that would probably be the best bang for your buck, but I do think that we might be a little bit testing for a Rangers, or I should say for a Lightning versus Colorado Avalanche final, and I mean the way that the Avalanche just wound up completely plowing through the Edmonton Oilers, going to need to get Rob Pizzolo's thoughts there, but right now they certainly look like the best team out there in the league, which is why currently you're finding the Avalanche at DraftKings a minus 200 favorite with regards to the futures market, but the Lightning certainly not going to be going down without a fight as the two-time champions one game away from being able to make the Stanley Cup final, and right now when it comes to a sport that now things are really starting to get cooking with it. We're coming to a fever pitch when it comes to the NHL and the NBA, but the MLB, a lot of these teams are right around 55 to 60 games into their season at this point. And something that I know that I've been asked by a few people and something that I've been taking a look at as well is the totals that we're seeing right now because we have seen a whole lot of overs. If you take a look at covers.com over the last three days, after we wound up seeing a very, very hot start for the unders, Overs have all of a sudden been able to really take over. We've seen about 52% of games go over the total over the last 30 days. And you take a look at the last seven days, we have seen 48 overs to 38 unders. Obviously, a few pushes along the way as well, depending upon your closing numbers. So right around 56% of games going over the total. And I do think that it is interesting because, as we know, the NBA Finals, that is going to be done within the next two weeks. The NHL Stanley Cup Finals, absolutely terrific. But not something that you're able to take a look at night in and night out because you've got travel days involved, what have you. So baseball is really becoming the big thing that we're going to be looking to moving forward before we wind up getting the NFL preseason, before we wind up getting week zero of the college football season as well. And when it comes to being able to take a look at the MLB, you want to take a look at the ebbs and flows, in my opinion, of the totals because you typically when you wind up seeing a big run of unders, that means that the overs are going to have a little bit more value. Those totals wind up getting shaded down and vice versa. Right now, we're seeing a bunch of overs. I do think that we're probably going to see a nice little run of unders that's going to be coming in, but I have a little bit of a crackpot theory as to what we've been seeing recently, and that's that the Major League, the folks over there at Major League Baseball, who many people know, they own Rawlings. That is the company that they wind up producing the baseballs, and I would not doubt if we wind up seeing a little bit of an alteration of the baseball coming into the season. I don't think we've never not necessarily seen one here uh, just mid-season, but what I do think has happened is that the balls that are being used this year in Major League Baseball, they are a little bit more, shall we say, susceptible to weather. When it winds up being very cold outside, when the wind is blowing in, it's just not flying at all. Meanwhile, we're seeing things start to heat up out there in the eastern part of the country, the Midwest as well. If you don't go look at the Yankees versus Minnesota Twins game where the Minnesota Twins wind up getting seven runs in the first three innings against the New York Yankees, yet the Yankees still win by kind of 10 to 7. Ball's just absolutely flying out of there. So I think that that is something that is intriguing to take a look at, to say the least, and not necessarily the world's greatest start for Eric Cole, though his bullpen was able to have his back. But just taking a look at what we're getting in terms of these sort of places in general is that when it comes to just the ball flying out 
the more humid it is, it feels like the more susceptible the ball is. So I always thought that weather was a relatively big factor when it comes to betting Major League Baseball. Look no further than Wrigley Field. There is a reason why bookmakers do not typically wind up posting up a total for Wrigley until some books are going to be daring. They're going to post it up overnight, but that's going to come very, very late in the night. Most other books, they're going to post it up in the AM when they know the weather forecast a little bit more, and that was always your prime example. It feels like this year it's a little bit more volatile because along with the baseball, along with what we're all talking about, also the uh, utilization of the humidor now in all 30 ballparks, I think that that's made a little bit more of an impact than many people might have thought as well because you take a look at home run numbers, now they're really starting to go up. There was a point in... I would say early to mid-May where it just felt like bullpens in general were starting to get a little bit torched. There wasn't necessarily a rise in home runs, but you were seeing a couple more games wind up going over the total. I just attribute that to teams wind up going from 28 guys on the roster to 26, things like that. So that's something that you do want to be taking a look at, but certainly interesting to be able to gauge that moving forward. And something else that we've noticed in Major League Baseball as well is couple of cannings. Typically, when it comes to Major League Baseball, you don't wind up seeing mid-season firings the way that we have this season, but the LA Angels, they wound up making one earlier this week. I talked about that on my podcast, Baseball Betting Show. You're able to find that wherever you get your podcasts, and that's on the Visa and Family of Podcasts, but wound up talking about what all, what all wound up going down there. Obviously, the 14-game losing streak winds up coming to an end tonight with them being able to take down the Boston Red Sox by a count of 5-2. to two. I don't necessarily think that that was a, a trip that was attributed to the fact that they did wind up bringing in a new manager. And it's the fact that you have Shoei Otani pitching on the mound against Nick Pavetta. But that said, it's going to be interesting to be able to gauge that moving forward. But we've got a little bit of a bigger sample size with the other team that they wound up switching out their manager. And that would be the Philadelphia Phillies. Since they wound up making the firing of Joe Girardi, they have now won six straight games. They actually won the last game in which Joe Girardi wound up coaching in as well. So, now it is seven straight wins for them, but really intriguing to be able to take a look at them because there are a lot of cases of which the manager might not necessarily be terrible. I mean, Joe Men wound up winning a World Series while he was with the Chicago Cubs during the 2016 season. Joe Girardi won manager of the year way back when while he was with the Miami Marlins. He had some success while he was with the New York Yankees. I know that both of these guys can be a little bit polarizing, but certainly these are guys that they are far from the worst managers in the world. And if you were to power rank all the managers out there in Major League Baseball, I don't think that either of these guys would be clocking in at number one either. So they're somewhere in the middle. But being able to take a look at these teams moving forward is going to be intriguing. I think that the rubber is really going to start to meet the road when it comes to the LA Angels. And for the Phillies, a struggling team that felt like they maybe needed a little bit of a kick in the rear to be able to get going. They were certainly able to do that. They won on Thursday by kind of eight to three. Being able to get to Corbin Burns and then that bullpen of the Milwaukee Brewers, which that's a story in and of itself that I'm going to be talking about a little bit later tonight. They've now lost six straight games all at home. Not necessarily too terrific out there. What is much more terrific than that is being able to take a look at the NHL playoffs with Rob Pizzola. He does an absolutely terrific job. He is a man that does a great job being able to follow this all throughout the season. Are we going to see a Lightning versus Colorado Avalanche Stanley Cup final? I'll ask him about that next right here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Bring it Every rivalry, every rematch, 
Every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL Schedule Release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. of the look at is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, which is a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without the baggage of cigarettes, tip, or vape. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties and come in two strengths, so that way you're easily able to find the satisfaction level that is perfect for you. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch and is available in one, over 100,000 locations nationwide. So head on over to Zen.com slash find to be able to locate a store nearest you. That is Z-Y-N.com slash find. Morning, this is a product that contains nicotine. Nicotine, it is an addictive chemical. As we're back here on the lookout with myself, Greg Peterson, and great to be joined by our guest. You're able to catch his show slash podcast, Circles Off, wherever you find your podcast. As we've got Rob Pizzola joining me on the show at Rob Pizzola on Twitter, is how you're able to find him. Also, the co owner of BetStamp. And Rob, great to have you aboard tonight. Thank you. Yeah, great to talk to you, Greg. It's great to have you aboard, and it was great what we wound up seeing in Game 5 as well. You wound up seeing the Lightning be able to get a pair of goals in the third period. They now lead the Series 3-2 to two against the New York Rangers, and what have you really been noticing in these most recent three games of the series? Because, as we know, a lot of people, they always say that a series really doesn't start until the home team winds up dropping a game. Now that home team and the Rangers wound up dropping a game, and Lightning, they look to be in full control, in my opinion, of the series. Yeah, I would agree with you there, although tonight's game played a lot differently than game three and four. Uh, game three and four, which Tampa Bay won, were a little bit more wide open, whereas tonight was more of a prototypical road game by the Lightning, which we've seen them do in the past over their Stanley Cup runs, where they just kind of suffocate the opposing team. And if you actually look at the high danger scoring chances in this game, Tampa Bay very much the deserving winner, 17 high danger scoring chances for the Lightning, only five for the Rangers. And what we're seeing as this series has gone on is the Rangers are just really struggling to generate anything at 5v5. Uh, At even strength, Tampa Bay looks much the better team. And really, the Rangers came into this series. A lot of people would be surprised by me saying this, but Tampa Bay had all that rest having swept the Panthers. So game one, you'd figure uh, Tampa Bay, fresh team. The Rangers just went to seven against the Carolina Hurricanes. But in fact, what we've seen over the the course of NHL history is that these long layoffs are actually not advantageous. So the Rangers win game one on the backs of, you know, kind of, you know, the lightning being a little bit dull in that game, Uh, but three, four and five so far, lightning have kind of taken it to them. And we're, I think we're starting to see the better team just take over the series. Yep. I always go to the Ric Flair mentality in order to be the champ. You've got to beat the champ and the lightning. They've been able to win each out of last two Stanley cups. They're right now showing their might right now. And, Something that I've really been noticing as well is that Shostankin has just been needed to stop a few more shots than Andre Vasilevsky. I almost take a look at this as death by a million cuts because it feels like in every single game, look no further than what we wound up seeing in the game three in which I believe that there wound up being 49 saves made by Shostankin. I think that that's really taken a little bit of a toll on this Rangers team in general as well. I don't know how much you agree with that, but that's something that I've really been taking a look at, just the Lightning in general, being able to get more shots on goal. Yeah, that's sort of the way that they play. They generate a lot of uh, of shot attempts, especially at even strength. The, the more that they can play at 5-on-5 five five in this series, the better that they're going to be off because uh, overall, in, in this series at even strength, they've done a fairly good shot, job of getting shots at Shesterkin in this series. And we've seen this, you know, we've kind of seen the ups and downs of Shesterkin over the course of the playoffs. Uh, we saw in the first series against Pittsburgh just so much traffic in front of him and so many shots being generated by the Penguins in that one that there was a lot of times where he looked a little bit sloppy, looked a little bit tired. I mean, tonight was a good performance by him overall, facing 17 high-danger scoring chances, only giving up three goals. 
but eventually this has to take its toll on a, a goalie who's, you know, he's just faced a ton of, of action over the course of the playoffs, tons of games with Pittsburgh going seven, with Carolina going seven, and eventually you wonder how that starts to catch up to someone no matter how good they are. Yep, I agree with you there. And when it comes to just taking a look forward as well, I do think that the Lightning are going to be able to claw it out. I think that they wind up getting it done in Game 6 personally, but wouldn't be surprised if we do wind up getting a Game 7 as well. But as it relates to the Stanley Cup Final right now, DraftKings were finding the Avalanche as a minus 200 favorite to be able to win the Cup. And if they do wind up facing off against the Lightning, what sort of a series do you think we will be seeing with this regard? Because I do think that in the end, we are going to be able to get Avalanche versus Lightning, the two teams that I think that many of us have been wanting to see in the Stanley Cup for quite a while. And I take a look at this Avalanche team, and I think that it's going to be really tough either way for the Lightning to be able to knock them off. But I take a look moving forward, and with the Avalanche, I do think that there could be some things that the Lightning are going to be able to exploit, especially if we wind up seeing Braden Point in the next series. That's a great point. So Avalanche minus 200 right now, as you mentioned, obviously part of that um, is pri- like part of, the, of what's priced into that finals is the chance that the Rangers, you know, s- still make it. I think if you were to see Lightning and Avalanche, a little bit of money would come in on the Lightning at that price, just because there's not that much of a discrepancy between these two teams. In fact, if you look at the regular season, Colorado is largely priced in the same price range as the Florida Panthers were. And we already saw a Florida Panthers-Tampa Bay Lightning series, so you'll probably see a very similar price to what that series price closed at. Uh, but the great equalizer here would be the chance of a Braden Point return for Tampa Bay. And when he did get injured in that Game 7 against Toronto, it, it looked like a season-ending injury to me. But he's been skating now for a few weeks, uh, progressively ramping up a little bit more in practice. And if you look at Tampa Bay's team on paper right now, especially the top two lines going up against Colorado's top two lines, you got to give an edge to the avalanche. But once you insert Braden Point back into the Lightning lineup, it's a much different story. And these teams look a lot more equal on paper. And then you would give a goaltending edge to the Lightning as well with Vasilevsky and Nett. So it'll be interesting to see if he's ready for that finals, um, if we if the Tampa Bay Lightning get there. But with the loss of Nazem Kadri for the Colorado avalanche, I mean, that's a big hole to fill in their lineup. They drop Miko Ranton into the second line center, take him away from the the, the uh, McKinnon line. Um, they bring Burakovsky back in the lineup on the second line. But overall, Kadri was having such a great year. He's such a pest in the playoffs. He's kind of exactly what the Colorado, Colorado Avalanche would need going up against the Tampa Bay Lightning. So I do agree that you insert a point into the Bolts lineup. All of a sudden, this is a team that on paper... I mean, they do stack up with Colorado, but they also have, you know, the experience and they just have that style that could potentially frustrate the avalanche. Yep, I think that that would be really interesting to take a look at as well, especially from a totals perspective, because I mean, we wind up seeing pretty much opposites with regards to totals in that Oilers versus Avalanche series. There were totals that for much of the series, it wound up being at seven. You wind up seeing a couple six and a half wind up popping in the final game of which the avalanche, they wind up being able to get it done in overtime. But for pretty much the entirety of this series between the Lightning and the Rangers. We've been seeing a lot of five and a half. To your point, I agree with you on Vasilevsky being the better goaltender in this spot, but I think that that would be interesting to take a look at as well because the Avalanche, they're just such a high-octane offense, and while the Lightning, they certainly are looking to get as many shots as possible on goal themselves, I feel like they're backed up by a better goalie than the Avalanche have just really seen all postseason long. Yeah, I mean, the totals have been interesting for hockey all year because... Uh, And especially when you look at these playoffs where we've seen a lot of overs relative to what we've seen in years past, we've actually even seen higher totals relative to what we've seen in years past. It's a completely different game now. Now, part of that is that these totals are building in empty net situations that um, historically speaking would not have happened. Teams pull goalies earlier. They pull goalies down multiple goals, you know, earlier in the third period, so on and so forth. But it'll be interesting to see because Tampa Bay's had a very, up and down playoffs when you consider the firepower that they've got up against um and you know no disrespect to the rangers but just speaking uh, i mean uh, their lineup relative to what tampa bay faced in earlier rounds which was florida and toronto which were two of the highest scoring offenses in the league in fact in nhl history um you look at what tampa bay's done they've had a lot of up and down games they've had games where they surrendered a ton of goals they've had games where they were able to completely lock it down Uh, The Avalanche are going to pose just as much a threat as those two teams, especially the top two lines that Colorado throws out there. But more importantly, 
the offense that they generate from their defense with Kale McCarr and Devin Taves, who get a lot of ice time. Um, so I don't know that the Lightning necessarily have the ponies to just be able to completely shut down Colorado. Um, but I do think you'll see drastic swings as well, just like we kind of see in the NBA playoffs where um, Golden State, Boston have gotten to the finals. Um, these are teams that very much can adjust after a big loss. Tampa Bay is one of those teams with John Cooper at head coach, which finds a way to make good adjustments after blowout losses. So what I'll be looking to do in the finals, should it be Tampa Bay and Colorado, is just capitalize on overreactions. If we tend to see a high-scoring game, Tampa will do their best next game to make it uh, to clog it up, make it more of a dogfight than a, a wide-open style game, and maybe we can take advantage of an inflated total. Conversely, Colorado just doesn't get shut out all that often, so if Tampa is able to lock it down in early games, I feel like Colorado would find a way to open the series back up as time goes on. So just looking for an overreaction in market if these two teams face off. Your point, being able to find overreactions in market, it doesn't it doesn't matter what the sport is. Always a way that you want to be taking a look at things. And I know that, Rob, you're doing a great job with the Circles Off podcast. You're the co-owner co over there at BetStamp. Great to have you aboard tonight. Thank you so much for joining me. No problem. Thanks for having me, Greg. Great stuff there from Rob Pizzola. Does a great job of taking a look at the game of hockey. And going to be really interesting to see what we wind up getting moving forward as we've got another five and a half for game six of Rangers versus Lightning. That is going to be on Saturday. Very, very heavily juicy under. And something else that is juicy, taking a look at Major League Baseball. Coming up next, we'll take a look at a few games that we've got for Friday right here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. The MLB season is in full swing, and you can play ball with the Peacock MLB Sunday Leadoff Challenge. Just draft your players and compete for free in up to $1,000 in prizes with the pools. Visit DraftKings.com Peacock for more information. Don't just watch your shows. Peacock them. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com for details. As it is a look at with myself, Greg Peterson. Big thanks to Rob Pizzolo, who joined me in the last segment, does a great job with the Circles Off podcast, and he does an absolutely terrific job taking a look at the NHL. And speaking of terrific, Jason, my wonderful producer, he does a great job setting up these lineups every single time I am on here on the look at. I'm filling in for Scott Seidenberg tonight. Happy to be being able to hold it down as he did a great job being able to book a great guest list tonight as Pam Maldonado along with Aaron Renning are going to be joining me in hour number two. And then in hour number three, we're going to talk some UFC with Dan Vreeland and really everyone behind the scenes over here at Visa. And they are the best in the business. You've got Nick, our wonderful technical director. Taylor always gets me set up on audio. And then Oliver, he posts up every single hour of the show as every single hour that we wind up doing here at Visa. You wind up missing anything. Go to VEASAN.com slash podcast. We've got you covered there, and we've got you covered with everything, as we're going to be talking some UFC a little bit later. We're going to be talking some NBA. We wound up diving into the NHL, really, in the first two segments of the show. Now we're going to talk a little baseball, as we've got a loaded slate for Friday. All 30 teams are going to be in action, so how about if we wind up going with the earliest game on the board? This is going to be 9:51, 9:52. Arizona Diamondbacks, they're going on the road. They're facing off against the Philadelphia Phillies with Kyle Gibson. Getting the start here for the Phillies. A little bit of a switch of Rooney here because it was supposed to be Zach Wheeler, but Wheeler wound up having the birth of a child. So congratulations to Zach Wheeler on that. As a result, they wound up flipping Key and Kyle Gibson with regards to the starting rotation. And it's going to be Zach Allen who's going to be on the mound for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks open up at plus 110. We've seen this come in on the Philadelphia Phillies a little bit. Phillies. They're now anywhere between about a minus 130 to a minus 135, and you're finding the Arizona Diamondbacks as low as a plus 115, as high as a plus 127, and pretty much anything north of a plus 115 is a take for me on the Arizona Diamondbacks. Zach Allen has been nothing short of terrific this season for the Arizona Diamondbacks, as he's allowed two earned runs or fewer in all but one of his starts thus far this season. And for Kyle Gibson, he certainly has been far from terrible, and the big thing for Zach, for Mr. Kyle Gibson has been him just being able to reduce the walks right around three walks per nine innings. It's a little bit better than what he wound up showing last season. So that has been rock solid. But when it comes to the Arizona Diamondbacks, what I think is so intriguing about this team is that they have really been just belting the bombs when they have been on the road. This team leads the MLB in terms of home runs per game on the road with right around 1.6. So they have really been able to get things going. They haven't been able to get much of anything going in Arizona, which I do think that that's little bit strange to take a look at, but that's sort of been the season in general here. 
for the Arizona Diamondbacks. And they're going to be facing off against Philly. Seem that they're white hot. They're riding a seven-game win streak. Ever since you wound up seeing Joe Girardi wind up getting the boot, they have won six straight games. So, Mr. Rob Thompson, not to be confused with Rob Thomas, who wound up making some great music over there at Matchbox 20. He's been able to do a relatively solid job being able to hold it down. And for the Philadelphia Phillies, they are in a little bit more of a hitter-friendly ballpark. But what I think is really surprising about the Phillies is that they're averaging right in the neighborhood about 5.3 runs per game on the road, more like 4.4 at home. So this has been a team that they've had a little bit of a tough time being able to generate offense at home. You do have Bryce Harper, who's been able to give you 15 home runs. He has been terrific in sort of a DH role because you wound up having a little bit of an injury. So... I mean, the Phillies should be very thankful that they've got the DH now this season because if this were last year, Bryce Harper would likely be either on the shelf or maybe using him situationally as like a pinch hitter or something like that, and that just would not be too ideal for the team in general. But you take a look at the flip side where the user and the Diamondbacks, and it's been tough for them to be able to really get on base consistently, but Josh Ross, Ketel Marte, these guys are both now hitting above a 265, so they've been able to get a little bit more going there. Christian Walker, only hitting a 200, but 15 home runs for him thus far this season. And then for the Philadelphia Phillies, it's really been towards the bottom of the lineup that a lot of these guys have been able to do a solid job of being able to give you some production. One of the gentlemen that wound up hitting a home run off of Josh Hader a couple of days ago, Alec Bohm, he's been able to do a solid job hitting right around at 260 for the team. You've got Yohan Camargo, JT Riamuto, along with, for lack of a better term, a few of these other guys like a like a Alec Bomo I was mentioning a little bit earlier, hitting between about a 242 and 255. Reese Hoskins has been a little bit cold this season, but still been able to get on base. And for Kyle Schwarber, hitting just a 209, but on base percentage, hovering right around 331. He's been able to do a good job belting out the bombs with 15 of them. And when it comes to the bullpen of the Arizona Diamondbacks, I don't necessarily have a lot more faith in them than I do in the Philadelphia Phillies because the Phillies, they've got two guys that you're able to rely upon. That'd be Brandon along with Corey Knable. The rest of the guys are, shall we say, a little bit suspect. And for the Arizona Diamondbacks, I think that we're able to see, say the same for them. Joe Manette Tipley has been absolutely terrific. He's got a sub one ERA. He's able to come in. He's able to hold down the fort. Ian Kennedy was used up in their win on Thursday, but not for too many pitches. So conceivably, he could be able to come back for this one. But you do have a couple guys that are not too terrific. Mark Blinds, unfortunately, did wind up having to throw on fr- on Thursday. So that means that he's most likely going to be out of the fold, and that's not a bad thing because he's right now posting up an ERA that is north of a 7. That has not been too terrific, but some of these guys have been able to come along. Sean Poppin has been able to do a relatively solid job for this team after a relatively good start for the year, though. Noe Ramirez has been starting to regress a little bit. It's been a really rough go of it for both of these bullpens, but I do take a look at Zach Allen. I think that he's going to be able to go up. He's going to be able to deliver a really good start Phillies offense. Certainly has been heating up a little bit, but this is a spot in which I am going to be taking a look at an under here on the 8. And with the Diamondbacks, anything north of plus 115, that is going to be a take for me. And the team that the Phillies just wound up sweeping, that would be the Milwaukee Brewers. They've got a very good get-right spot here. As 953-954 is the Brewers on the road facing off against the Washington Nationals. Eric Fetty is going to be going for the Nats. And Aaron Ashby is going to be on the bump for the Brewers. With the Brewers, you're going to be finding them between a minus 158 and a minus 165. Meanwhile, take a look at the Nats. You're going to be getting them between a plus 144 and a plus 151 with 8.5 being your total. And for the Brewers, I want to saying them on the money line right around about a minus 163. But I'm looking at the run line that's currently at even money. And I do think that you've got some relatively solid value now. I thought that there was going to be a little bit of regression when it came to this Milwaukee Brewers lineup in general, and that has been the case. They've only been able to exceed four runs here in the month of June, but they are going up against a Washington Nationals team that if you want a team that has been really bad at home this season, look no further than the Washington Nationals. It has been ghastly bad for them. As a matter of fact, the Washington Nationals have been a little bit better on the road than they have been at home as just been really rough sledding in general for the team, especially with the pitching. You got guys like Victor Arano out there in the bullpen that they just don't deserve to be on a big league mound. The Washington Nationals, 9-18 and 18 at home thus far this season. Only the Oakland A's have a worse home record, so they are currently leading the National League in terms of worst win percentage at home. And the Milwaukee Brewers have actually been able to do some of their best work on the road. They're 18-14 and 14 this season. You are going to need to continue to have the guys that came off the injured list continuing to be able to produce. As you did wind up seeing William Thomas and Hunter Renfro, a pair of guys that were out two plus weeks. They both wound up hitting a home run against the Philadelphia Phillies. Problem was, really nobody else could do anything for the Brewers. As the Brewers just don't have a lot of 
guys that are able to consistently get on base. Guys like Luis Urias, you're able to throw in there. Christian Yelich, Victor Carantini, Jace Peterson, all these guys are in between about a 220 to a 230. Willie Adamas, who was just so instrumental to the Brewers being able to make the postseason last season. He has not been able to do necessarily a terrific job, but you may recall last time these two teams wanted squaring off in Milwaukee, the Brewers were able to take two out of three. And this is sadly actually one of the more trustworthy guys for the Washington Nationals because you're going to find out later on in the series. You've got two guys in Yohan Adon along with Patrick Corbin. These two guys have just been absolutely terrible. Between the two of them, they've got a combined three wins this year, and both of these guys have 10-plus starts. I mean, it has been ghastly bad for them. You want to think the Washington Nationals throughout their Steven Strasburg, and Strasburg was so great when the Washington Nationals wound up winning the 2019 World Series. Unfortunately, this is not 2019, and Steven Strasburg has been dealing with a whole bunch of injuries, gave up all seven of their runs, wound up requiring the bullpen to get a little bit more tax to start with, and for the Milwaukee Brewers, you did notice in their game on Thursday, they threw out there the, shall we say, a little bit less than trustworthy arms, which means that going into this game, if it winds up being sort of a safe situation, you've got Josh Hader, you've got Devin Williams, who are both available. They did wind up using a Brad Boxberger yesterday, but really the big two guys that you want out there, they're going to be available. And for Aaron Ashby, he's been able to find it as a starter. His last start against the San Diego Padres, not necessarily so terrific, gave up four runs over the course of six innings, but this guy is some absolutely nasty stuff. He's able to get you right around 11.8 strikeouts per nine innings. Has been just absolutely terrific at being able to keep guys off guard. The one thing is, his stuff might be so good that he just winds up not being able to control it because right now he's been giving up right around 4.2, 4.3 walks per nine innings. But then you take a look at Eric Fetty, and he's always had a little bit of a problem giving up the deep ball. So that is a little bit of an issue that you've got with him for 80-80 or a this far this season, and for Fetty, he's actually up a little bit with regards to his strikeouts, a little bit under eight punch-outs per nine innings, but once again, the walks for him, right around 4.4 walks per nine innings. He comes in having allowed 10 earned runs in his last two starts, and both of those starts wound up coming on the road, and somehow, some way, even despite that, he's got a worse home ERA than a road ERA. So I'm going to be taking a look at the Brewers on the run line in the spot, and I want up saying my total at any point, too, just because I think that Ashby is going to be able to keep the Nationals off guard. So I'm looking at it under there, and I'm going to be taking a look at the Brewers on the run line, and coming up next, we're going to be staying out there in the northeast part of the country, but we're going to be turning our attention to the hardwood. Take a look at what we're going to be getting in Game 4 of the NBA Finals right here on VEASAN Esports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
The VSIN Summer Special is here. For just $39, you get everything VSIN has to offer from now until the end of July. The next few months are going to be filled with the best sports betting content in the business right here at VSIN, and subscribers are going to have access to all of it. This includes Adam Burke's daily MOB best bets, John Von Tobel. He's the IE covered on the NBA all through the finals. Andy McNeil is going to be breaking down all the action with regards to the Stanley Cup finals and the remainder of the conference finals as well. Plus, we're going to have preseason NFL coverage, not to mention continued best bets and premium articles in terms of golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. If you want the full VEASAN experience, which includes daily best bet emails, every single edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and live video streaming, the cost is just $39 to be a subscriber now through July 31st. And for that offer, you go to VEASAN.com slash summer. As it is a look at with myself, Greg Peterson, and... What we've got to be taking a look at right now out there in the northeast part of the country, we've got ourselves a big series between the Golden State Warriors and the Boston Celtics. Celtics are two games away from being able to win the finals. And as we wind up taking a look at game four, right now you're finding the Celtics as a four-point favorite. Total wound up opening up a lot of places right around about a 214, 214 and a half. And right now that's where it's holding steady at and it's a spot in which I'm going to be taking a look at this thing in-game for one because you just want to see what Steph Curry looks like because Steph Curry already said that he is going to be playing in game four. You would expect absolutely nothing else. If Steph Curry winds up missing this game, I really don't know what to say because we obviously wind up seeing him land on Al Horford. That is not necessarily too terrific of a situation there, but with that said, it is a case in which he is going to be going in this one. What form of Steph Curry are you going to be able to get, though? Just because with Steph, obviously the biggest thing with everything that he winds up doing with his jump shooting is obviously being able to have that repeatable motion. But I think a lot of people would sort of be surprised as to how much your legs have to do with just being able to shoot, getting them set. If that winds up affecting him a little bit, it is always something that you do want to be taking a look at. I personally still think that the Golden State Warriors are going to be able to pull out the series. And if you do think that the Golden State Warriors are going to be able to win the series, if you're taking a look at the series price on this one right now, you're finding the Warriors at right around plus $2, which I think that that's a little bit too lofty in my opinion. I think that there's good value there. I don't think that we're going to be by any stretch of the imagination seeing the Celtics be able to win three straight games. I certainly don't think that the Warriors are going to be able to win three straight games either. So I do think that this is a series that is going to be coming down to at minimum six games, if not seven. But I do think that you're going to see the Warriors be able to claw back a little bit more in this spot. And you do take a look at this Boston Celtics team. And right now, one of the big advantages that they've had is just the overall size that they're able to throw out the Golden State Warriors. The Warriors, they just need to be able to play I wouldn't even say a game in which they wind up winning the battle on the glass. I think that they just need to play even up. You take a look at just what you've been able to get out of all these guys. It has been absolutely superb. Now, you do want to be noting that with regards to that size for the Boston Celtics, Robert Williams III has been dealing with a little bit of an injury as well. He is going to be questionable for game four. I would not be surprised if he winds up taking the floor in the 26 minutes they wind up playing in game three. He was superb. Ten rebounds. Four blocks. He had just eight points, but he's not necessarily out there to be a guy that winds putting up a whole bunch of points. And as long as he does wind up going in this one, which I fully expect him to be able to as well, it is the finals. There is really no tomorrow after this series. His player prop six and a half points, six and a half rebounds per game, which that all makes sense. And what I think is just so interesting with the Warriors is that they just don't necessarily have those ancillary pieces around Steph Curry, along with Klay Thompson, that necessarily has the experience of someone like an Al Horford, who has been so big for the Boston Celtics in this series. I think that he's really been able to be one of the big difference makers. We all remember game one, all the threes that he wanted being able to bury for this team, just the leadership in general that he brings on both sides of the floor. I think it's been very big for the Boston Celtics here. And when it comes to Jalen Brown, I know that our good friend Tim Murray winds up doing the nightcap. He wanted getting him at 15-1 to to be able to take the MVP award in this series. And thus far, he has been able to do a very solid job. How about 24, 17, and 27 in the first three games of the series? But I do think that there could be perhaps a little bit of regression for him. I do think that the Warriors might be able to key in on him a little bit. And I was mentioning the fact that Al Horford has all that experience. I think really winds up helping out. 
this Boston Celtics team. What I think the Warriors really need is for Andrew Wiggins to be able to step up and be able to lend a little bit of that. He wound up actually having a halfway decent game three, in my opinion. He was off from three-point range, but still was able to give the team 18 points, seven rebounds, so he was able to do a solid job, but they're going to need a little bit more of that. And the big thing for the Golden State Warriors, I feel, is they need to do a little bit better with regards to these second chances as well because you wind up seeing it in game three. You wind up having the Celtics get 15 offensive rebounds. For the Warriors, that was just six. And I think that it's all taking a look at just being able to find an answer in general for that because this is a Warriors team that they are one of the deeper teams when it comes to just all the teams that want to make in the postseason, but they haven't played a team, in my opinion, with the same depth as the Boston Celtics. We've seen Peyton Pritchard have some moments throughout the series. Derek White in game one was absolutely massive, and it's not even like Derek White wound up having a good game in game number three. I mean, he wound up going 0 for 3 from three-point range. He had seven points on nine shots, and yet they were still able to dominate because you've even got someone like a Grant Williams that's able to step up. He's able to give the team some relatively solid production. When it comes to being able to take a look at player props, I was saying this before game three, and I still think that it is very much the case here in which if you're taking a look at sort of the Boston Celtics player props, I'd be looking at one of two of Jason Tatum along with Jalen Williams. One of those guys to go under and one of those guys to wind up going over the total. I tend to think that Jason Tatum is going to be the one that winds up having a little bit of a bigger game right now. He's at 26 half. Brown is at 24 and a half. And I do think that with Brown, I do think that he's going to get figured out a little bit more in this game. But if you like the Golden State Warriors in this game, I would say that you probably also like Jordan Poole over his player prop as well because Jordan Poole, I think, can really be an X-factor here for the Golden State Warriors. You wind up seeing it in game number three. He just wasn't able to give the Seam elect fly. He wound up having 10 points despite the fact that it was a losing effort. Wound up just going 1-4 of from three-point range and the Warriors. They wound up getting ousted in this despite the fact that they wound up going 15-40 of from three-point range. And when it comes to in-game betting, the reason why I think that it is so big is because you just take a look at the way that the Golden State Warriors have been able to have their runs in this series, and it's been what we've always seen out of the Golden State Warriors, that third quarter. It doesn't matter if it was the 73-win season. It doesn't matter if it was a regular season this year. The third quarter has always been the Golden State Warriors quarter. How, why, maybe Steve Kerr is just really, really good at his halftime speeches, and sometimes they wear off in the fourth quarter, but... That said, it's always been a third-quarter team when it comes to Golden State Warriors, but when it's really been the quarter of the Boston Celtics, has been the fourth quarter because you wound up seeing the Warriors in the last seven minutes, and I think it was like 55 or so seconds of game number three. They wound up scoring just four points. It looked like Virginia trying to bottle up some poor mid-major that was looking to fund their football program out there. I mean, they just could not wind up getting anything generated whatsoever. And for this Boston Celtics team in game one, it was that fourth quarter where they took over by kind of 40 to 16. Rather than winding up like taking four points with the Warriors, what rather than laying four points with the Boston Celtics, maybe take a little bit of a look in game, especially when it comes to the total, because I mean things have been a little bit more harebrained with regards to the totals late in the game. Because I mean game three barely scraped over because the Warriors just wound up having an 11 point quarter where it looked like it was an assurance that it was not just going to go over, but it was going to go over by 10 plus points. So. That is something to be able to gauge if you were able to get a nice in-game under that wound up being able to cash for you there. And when it comes to just this series in general too, I think that we don't want to be ruling out the Golden State Warriors just yet. I'm hearing a lot of people that it feels like they sort of want to hand this thing to the Boston Celtics out. There's many, many others out there that they are remaining patient because the one thing that I take a look at with the Golden State Warriors and the reason why I still have confidence that they are going to be able to win this series, the Golden State Warriors in every single series Coached by Steve Kerr, they have won at least one game on the road. Which means that, well, if they wind up losing this game, the only way that they will be able to win a game on the road is if they wind up heading back to Boston for, say, a game six. And I just don't think that that's necessarily going to be the case in this spot. So I do think that it's pretty much put up or shut up time here for the Golden State Warriors. And I do think that they are going to be able to put up. I do think that the Golden State Warriors are going to be able to continue this trend of being able to win a game on the road in terms of the series. I do think that it is going to wind up coming in game four. But once again, when it comes to just being able to take a look at the playoffs, we've seen it all postseason long. The point spread really has not gone into effect. If you are looking about this 
before the game winds up starting. I personally am a little bit more in-game when it comes to the NBA just because you are able to ride those runs. But if you're taking a look at this before anything winds up tipping off, either you want to be laying the points with a favorite or you want to be taking the money line of the underdog. There has not really been too many cases just all throughout this postseason in which the point spread has come into play. So if you've been able to take some plus prices with the underdogs, you've been able to get there. If you've been laying it with the favorites, you've been able to get there. It's not been a case in which it's really been worthwhile to be able to take those three to four points. And I mean, typically you don't wind up saying that at all with regards to any sport, but that certainly has been the case here in the NBA playoffs. We shall see if that trend winds up continuing. I personally do think that that is going to be the case once again. And what is the case with regards to the Major League Baseball card on Friday is that it is very, very in-depth. I'm going to give you guys my DK Nation pick for the Diamonds for Friday next. Right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. What's the guarantee? What's the guarantee? Hey, Derek! What's the guarantee? The biggest pro football contests in Vegas are back. With 12 million in guaranteed prizes. There's two ways to win, and there's no race to win, and there's no race to win, and there's no race to win. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare the wait is almost over get ready for the 2024 nfl season as the full schedule is announced every rivalry Every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL Schedule Release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.